البرنامج عالدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of the Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once more from me, Jamil Wallace. As always, my pleasure, my privilege being in your company and particularly with this particular slot, programs of religion on a Friday. We know um, for a fact that there are many who cannot get to a mosque, especially the elderly and then also those who are ill in hospital and at home. And hence the aims and objectives of the program. Well, joining me this morning, Imam Alti Saban. Imam, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. With Jamil, how are you first? Alhamdulillah, Imam, mashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we get these challenges tossed our way and it depends on how we deal with it. Uh, every day is a bonus, eh? Absolutely, alhamdulillah. Mm. And uh, particularly if you go, and I just spoke about the hospitals now, and you go and visit people there. Yeah. And you see what they have to go through. You know, that reminds me of one day there was a Sahabi and uh, he was complaining and moaning and groaning of having no shoes until the next day he saw a man without feet. So we sometimes complain, you know, I don't even have shoes to wear, although the cupboard is full or even for it. But there are people that don't even have feet. Yes. So uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of them, inshallah. I mean, And also, Imam, I, I thought, <laughs> I've got to mention this. Uh, coming out of Balha, you get to Mordedam um, Road. It's yeah. now called Robert Subuki. I want to get into Galarei Road. Mm-hmm. I came via Fuatreka Road. And as I stood at the robot, I saw this African guy, you know, running from car to car. And eventually he came to me and I thought he was begging. And he said to me, brother, I need a lift, man. I want to go down to, there's a big hardware store down mm-hmm. Delaray Road, Builders Warehouse, or something like mm-hmm. that. And I know they congregate there hoping that somebody's going to need a laborer or something like that. And I first thought, and I said, okay, open the back door. And I said, jump in. So we could now talk. And then I realized, you are people. He doesn't know what he's going to earn for the day. Yeah. I asked him where he lives. He says, Bella. Uh, I said, where in Bella? He says, there in the, in the squatter camp. I said, Bella, Bella doesn't have squat. Oh, opposite the Stellenbosch Arterial Road. And it's actually property that belongs to yeah. the airport. And I said, I believe you people are going to be moved. He says, yes, in two years' time, we've got all got to move. So I said, you, you've got a wife? He says, yes. I said, children? He says, two. And... Uh, I just left it there and he spoke to me about this and that and I thought, yeah, salam, you how know, fortunate am I? Um, you actually remind me that um, what is important to a Muslim, what is important to a believer, and I think there are millions of those type of people out mm-hmm. in the community, um, what just comes to mind immediately, um, there is a particular ayat that oh, I God. recite seven times. Uh, in the morning after my Fajr Salah every morning uh, and the ayat uh, goes A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Wa may yattaqillaha yaj'allahu makhraja He who fears Allah, Allah will always open up for your avenues and and Muslims must believe if they believe in Allah sincerely as we do that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up doors for you yeah. because 
If man closes one door, Allah opens up a million other doors. Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you rizq, sustenance from sources you can never imagine. Like that man, he doesn't know where his um, next kind of sustenance is going to come from. But Muslims believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you sustenance, rizq from sources you can never imagine. But if you put your firm trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, I try to I try to remind in, in particular women that I counsel every day of my life at the Muslim Judicial Council is to say to them, if somebody hurts you, if somebody uh, breaks you down completely, if your husband uh, or the father does not support you, etc., Put your full trust in Allah. Allah, Allah. And you know, then we also say, I can deal with with something. I can go to a lawyer. I can go to an advocate. I can go to a senior advocate. But you know, I was thinking this morning, uh, um, when I prepared to come, uh, to come here, I was thinking that maybe you should do a program one day called the Omezahed Chaseh. And you know, there is so much wisdom in that. And they, the old men say, leave him or her in the hands of Allah. Allah. Allah can deal with the situation better than what anybody else can. That complete faith and trust <laughs> in their creator. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought about this guy, Imam. He is not asking me for money. Hmm? He's actually, he's got two young children at home, most probably a wife. And he's at least making an effort. But uh, Jamil, I can show you an SMS. Yes, I, yell, I have my phone in my hand. I can show you an SMS of somebody that sent me a message this morning after Fajr. And the message goes, Shukran for just listening to me yesterday. So you know what some people need in their life is for somebody to listen to them. Not to hear them. Everybody hears the, you know, the appeal of the, but to listen to the purpose to the person listen to the person give them your attentive ear and then also give them a nasiha as we're going to give on this program inshallah inshallah you know the last from me is i was in durban i've, I've said this so many times on air and uh, it was with some business awards and uh, I was so astounded when a young man came up because uh, his father couldn't be there to receive the accolade. And it was a, pop, yeah. a posh gathering. Shafiq was with me. And I remember him saying that my father started his business on a very small scale. And up until today, the business is very successful. But I can tell you when we sit down to lunch on a Sunday and anybody knocks on a door for food, my father would say to us, go and put food on the table. And once it's there, he takes his plate of food and he goes and sits with those people on that stoop. Mm. And I said, yes, Allah. Imam, I know our topic is going to be our future, yeah. which is our youth. Our youth, our future, yes. Um, it's a very, very important topic, Benjamin. Um If one addresses it incorrectly, if one actually um, take the topic you know, literally, and say that the youth, they are our future. Our youth, our future. Um, I would like to look at it in that particular light, but just more deeper 
and from another angle. It is my understanding and it is my firm belief that when we say that the, the youth are the leaders of tomorrow, that is making a blanket statement. Mm -hmm. What Muslims should be doing is to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that the youth become the believers of tomorrow. Because if you are a believer, you can automatically be a leader. But if you develop leaders who do not know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then how can they be leaders? That brings us to this is a special development skill that needs a lot of attention at the moment. And I can tell you the things that I'm going to share with you and the listeners. It's not something that I've read. It's something that is happening right in front of us. But first of all, where does the future of, the, of any human being lies? His or hers beginning is with Allah and his ending is with Allah. We just put it into, we can take exactly that statement and we can put it into an ayat and we hear it on the voice of the cape so many times. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raju. From Allah do we come and from Allah is our and back to Allah is our return. You can speak to somebody now about and the person will tell you, I'm leaving tomorrow to 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 go right round the world. And you can just leave the person. And that was the end of him. And he haven't even started his journey. His journey yet. But his journey has now meant for another destination. Now we have to begin and we have to start. When we speak about the youth, you have to begin and you have to start with Allah. There is a, uh, a nephew of mine, um, his name is Wasif, and his wife, Alaika, is about to give birth any moment now. Right. Any moment And I make dua That she and many other mothers That Ameen. Allah guide them through Bringing this beautiful ornament Into this world Ameen. The creation Ameen. of Allah But with it comes an amana The, the amana the, That we have accepted from Allah It is in our hands We can do with it Whatever we want to But Allah reminds us in the Quran Allah Ta'ala says on the Millay Mishaitan Rajim Lillahi Mulku Samawati Wal Ard Yakhlukuma Yasha Yahubin Lamayasha U Inatha Wa Yahubin Lamayasha Uduku. To Allah belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. But then Jamil, nothing belongs to us. Absolutely nothing belongs to us. Allah create what He wills. And Allah plans what He wills. He bestows upon us children, male or female, according to Allah's plans. Even how many? A woman can be on a birth control tablet and says, that is it, I do not want any children anymore. And Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who hears her, 
who is in control of all the affairs, challenges her and brings her more children, even oh, though she's on the birth control tablet. <laughs> and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He bestows upon you males and females. O yuzawwijuhum dhukurana wa inatha. Or Allah Ta'ala bestows upon you both males and females, and then also sometimes He leaves them bare, complete with no children. Innahu alimun qadir. And Allah is full knowledge of and power of over everything. Now, when Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala bestows upon you this gift of this birth, and that's exactly when it starts, no wonder. That Nabi Ibrahim mm-hmm. When at a very old age He asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That Allah must grant him children Alhamdulillahilladhi wahabali Ala nikibri Ismaila wa Ishaq Inna Rabbi la sami'u dua He says praise be to Allah Who has granted unto me in old age Ismail wa Ishaq for truly, my Lord, he says, is the year of praise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we only have to ask Allah, and Allah will answer our prayers. But when Allah the Almighty bestowed upon him Ismail or Ishaq, the dua that he made, is in the dua when he plays Nabi Ismail and his wife Sayyidina Hajar in Makkah, a valley uncultivated. The first dua that he made, he didn't say, Ya Allah, you have granted me children. I wish that one day they will own an empire. I wish that one day they will drive the most beautiful cars. I wish that one day they will own so many properties. He says, Rabbi ja'alni muqim as-salati wa min dhurriyati Rabbana wa taqabbal dua Rabbana ghfidli wa liwadidayya wa lilmu'minina yawma yakumun hisab Oh Allah make me of those who establish regular prayer Not only salah but regular salah And also raises amongst my offspring our Lord and accept my dua And again and again, I can tell you, the omen said, be aware of the person who made his Fajr Salah this morning. Because that person is wide awake. His mind is wide awake. And you know, they're in different parts of the world. Um, the, the schools, the Islamic schools they have, um, the Khif's classes, is from about an hour before <laughs> Fajr <laughs> to about an hour, two hours till after Fajr. The best time for concentration, right? So Nabi Ibrahim, والسلام, he, those were the du'as that he made. He started by Allah. Oh Allah, cover us with our forgiveness. Uh, for me and my parents and believers on the day that the reckoning will be established. Uh-huh. Right? So, when we speak about our youth, our future, it starts with Allah. Allahu Akbar. Well, our guest here with us, Imam Mauti Saban, back with you after this. Al-Barnam <laughs> 
programs of Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiha program, Programs of Religion on a Friday with me, Jamil Wallace, and our guest in studio, Imam Otis Saban. I always, Imam, on, on this slot, we, we can't take calls, but mm. I always say to listeners, send me an SMS. I'd like to get their views on this as well. Yeah, sure. And uh, particularly uh, what we are focusing on today. Um, and I say, Imam, if I know somebody, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's involved with table tennis. And he regularly takes youngsters out of Mannenberg. They sometimes sleep over at his place. And he's trained them that the one youngster is now, <laughs> I think he's going to become a world champion. Of course, the man who's training them uh, was also very active with table tennis. And he's involved with Western Province table tennis, holds positions there. And I thought, because I've often said for a kid who grows up on the Cape Flats, it's a tremendous challenge. Challenge, yeah. Absolutely. It's unlike in our younger days. Mm. Um, it's a completely different ball game out there, Imam. So I'm, I'm so glad uh, for this topic. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the one thing that everybody must realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given every human being a beautiful gift. Uh, those inborn, you know, qualities and talent. Um, I, you know, I'm going to mention the person's name. He wouldn't. I don't think he would have wanted me to speak about him. But there is a very uh, somebody very close to me is a person Yusuf Ali, oh, yes. and he, who has spent 40 years plus overseas. But he was spotted and talented, you know, amongst his his own people. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given everybody a, a gift and their talent. No, no matter what it is, some people might find they are a good carvers perhaps with their hands, the skill with their hands. But Allah ta'ala says, Allah ta'ala is going to question us about the gifts that Allah has given us. So, you know, some of us has got beautiful voices. But we do not do it, we do not use it correctly, you know. So when we look at our youth and our children and the and the future of our children, then it is very important as to how we're going to guide them. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to a point, Imam. Um, what about the importance of us striving to really educate our children, educate them very well, to the best of our ability? I think, uh, Brother Jamil, that it is every parent's wish and du'as that they make that they, uh, that they educate their children. And alhamdulillah, I must say, if we look back into the blaze of history, if we look back to 40, 50, 60 years ago, the amount of children entering the university as against those years, and uh, and I, you know, I wish that somebody would do um, that type of research. I mean, uh, there is enormous amount, alhamdulillah, of our children uh, that have not only stopped their education level at matric, but have gone further to acquire the BA or, you know, and the BSCs mm. and the LLBs and all the degrees, alhamdulillah. Uh, whilst that, with the Jamil, we say, MashaAllah, can you see? Our, our youth 
that is our future. There is something that worries me much more than that. That if we are going to send a child to acquire further and higher education, if Allah is not part of that curriculum, if Allah is not part of that child's education, they might succeed here, but in the year after it will be a it it will be something else. I'll tell you why. And I think um what I'm about to share with you goes for myself. It goes for yourself with Jamil and goes for the listeners. Okay. Um my daughter started you know, uh, she started university as many of our children. And you know, children coming from uh, from Muslim schools where they were drilled, alhamdulillah, every day going for the war, every day they need to dress properly, they need to, you know, to cover themselves. And alhamdulillah, now if, and I thank the Muslim schools for all of that, for, for, for imprinting that into into the souls of our children. But now she, the first, second day she comes home and she says, I must sit down, she wants to share a couple of things with me. And I says, tell me. I like it when the children says, sit down, Dad. Because <laughs> what I do know, this, mm. is a, this is another world. But I don't think the parents at home knows what really is happening. Okay. And this is why I want to share this. Coincidentally, I did not decide on this topic today. The topic was given to me, but I can tell you now, with the this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan of saying to me, go and remind the people out there. Go and remind them. So she says to me, that day I was standing in the queue getting my, uh, my student card. And there were three girls in front of me. And the first thing she looked the one had on a, a hot pants and the other one has <laughs> a midi skirt, 20 inches above the knees. And, but she was just standing. But she thought, look, maybe these are people of other mm. of other religions. She doesn't know them. And yeah. the three of them introduced themselves. And the one said to the other, oh, so you're also Muslim. Allah. And they're all three amongst themselves. She overhears this. Oh. Amongst three, amongst themselves, they... They uh, they say to one another, well, we Muslim, but we're not holy. Uh, we're not spiritual Muslims. Mm. And these statements, you know, was like very foreign to it. And the next thing they're discussing amongst themselves. And this discussion then took place where they decide, look, we do have boyfriends. We do sleep over sometimes weekend at the boyfriend's place. But but listen to this. The other girl says, "Well, you know, sometimes my boyfriend come and sleep with me at our place, and my parents don't have a problem with it." Now, but Jamil, I want to say to myself and to each and everybody: If you should ask me now, who is an educated person? Do you know an educated person? According to my view, an educated person is a person who possesses Ya Oh, you believe? 
And all you who have iman and taqwa. Iman and taqwa. Alright? Belief and piety. God-fearingness. So in other words, what I'm basically saying, what is a degree going to help you if you do not know and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's going to mean absolutely nothing. This is why, coming back to the question that you asked me, how important is education in the lives of children? The education is important, but the education should start with Allah first. If you take, for example, there has been many of our, of our forefathers, plenty. And those listening to me who are 60, 70, 80 years of age can bear testimony to what I'm going to say now. There's been many of, the, of their parents that gave lots and lots of advice to people. They did sterling work in, the, in this community, but they went up to standard one, standard three. <laughs> but when they open their mouth, they speak like a professor. It's wisdom. Allah's not going to ask them on the day of Qiyamah. Allah's not going to ask them on the day of Qiyamah, did you acquire your BA at university level? But you will be asked about the two degrees. But Alhamdulillah that many of our parents walk with the degree of Iman and the degree of Taqwa. And this is why it is important. The acquisition of knowledge for a Muslim is fuddled. But you've got to come through the ranks of Iman and Taqwa to acquire the other part of the education. Mm -hmm. They are both equally important. But it, you cannot acquire the education and be a Muslim and on the other hand, you want to live like a non-believer. Mm. It is important, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu inna min azwajikum wa awladikum adul lakum fahdharuhum وَإِن تَعْفُوا وَتَصْفَحُوا وَتَغْفِرُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah Ta'ala says, Oh, you believe. Now, those verses were revealed to the Nabi Muhammad after 13 years when he arrived in Medina. Because people were then imbued and embodied with the spirit of Iman. If you walk out of the voice of the Kapiya, and the guy is lying on the pavement, he's drugged, he's drunk. And if you speak to him about, you know, you must get yourself ready for Juma. Mm. He doesn't know what you're talking mm. about. You've got to take him through the trip of Iman. To hate, to understand this beautiful message of Islam. Now Allah Ta'ala says, oh, you believe truly amongst yourselves and your, and your children, there are some that are enemies to yourself. So beware of them. The Quran says, so beware of them. If you look at another ayah, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ وَاللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ أَجْرٌ عَظِيمٌ Allah says that your riches in your children may be but a trial. So giving birth to children and having children is a trial and a test from Allah. Allah. You can make that child that whatever you want the child to be one day. But let the, the child excel in the gift 
that Allah had given them, but let it also be at the same time a child who is Allah and God conscious. conscious. No wonder Sayyidina Luqman al-Hakim, at a very old age, that's why, that's why he's known as Luqman al-Hakim, Sayyidina Luqman the wise, when at a very old age, he sat down with his son, and he said to his son, Ya Bunaya, Aqim Salah. He says, Oh my son, establish a regular Salah. Ya Bunaya, Aqim Salah. Wa'mur bil ma'aruf wa nu'an il munkar wasbir alama asabak inna dalika min azmil umur. He says, Oh my son, establish regular Salah. Enjoin what is just and forbid what is wrong. And bear with patience, constancy, whatever betide thee. Teach the child akhlaq. So whatever education we impart from ourselves and as teachers unto the next person comes with being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala consciousness. And not just to say, acquire the knowledge, you know, um, to acquire your degree those things are very important because the education to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's tawheed is also very important if uh, you know i'm just thinking about an ayat um in the you know in the quran i think it is in surah anbiya verse 30 where allah ta'ala says a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim awalam yara alladhina kafaru anna as-samawati wal ard كَانَتَا رَتْقًا فَفَتَقْنَوْمَا وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءَ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, Can the unbelievers not see that the heavens and the earth was once upon a time a ball of gas and we clove it asunder and after thousands of years of evaporation we brought forth with water. Alright? Allah Ta'ala says at the end of the ayat, do you still not have Iman? It's, it's a question mark. So the acquisition of knowledge is vitally important. The acquisition of the knowledge of understanding who is Allah? Why did Allah create me? Why is it important for me to serve Allah? Those things are very important. The two together, the two together will inshallah develop that youth that we can say, MashaAllah, you the youth are the believers of tomorrow. Allah and not just the leaders. Because remember, I say this again, a leader cannot be a leader without, a, without being a believer. But a believer can be a believer and, and a, leader. a leader. And those things are important for the future, inshallah. I'm in mean, to that. Well, I guess, yeah, Imam Mokti Saban, Imam, I thought just before we take the break, <clears throat> I want to share this SMS with you. <laughs> I was reading here. Yeah. Fairly lengthy one, but it says, uh, Assalamu alaikum. My son Yasin passed away on the 2nd of December last year at the age of 40. Allah grant him. Allah With colon cancer and with six children. He got very sick at the age of two years. And I thought at uh, three, that time, that I would lose him. But alhamdulillah, I got to see through, he got to see through school, through marriage, 
and how pious he got to be so much so Allah that he Allah. asked us all to forgive him and um, to live a nice life and not to neglect our salah. Please make dua for this is Imam and Shukran. So I just thought, you know, people listening now, they with various challenges they face. I mean, here this mother thought at the age of two or three would pass away and Allah granted him to live until the age of 40 with colon cancer. Allahu Akbar. Yeah, you know, it is uh, it is very sad, but all of us, as I sit here, as you sit here, we do not know what we suffer from. And the time period on this earth is only but a particular time period. Um, in fact, that before we are even born into this world, our destiny has it's already you know, <laughs> we are connected and set up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, his time was only there to live till the age of 40. But then with the Jamil, um, there is something that I always remind myself about whenever we hear about things like that. It is a reminder to millions out there. So that mother must feel honored because of the ayat where Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyatu nafsul mutama'inna irji'i. says, irji, oh, oh my slave, my soul, come back to me. That the time was right for him to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may we may we appreciate and learn a lesson out of that inshallah. I mean, I mean, I was explaining to Imam uh, a book that I carry with me and, uh, you know, <laughs> mention it now, but it's got little snippets in it. And I often bring it with me. I left it in the car there. But there was one on one of the pages I saw that to make a child is easy. Yeah. But the challenge lies in raising that child. Oh, I thought, oh, how true. Imam, <laughs> your response just after this. البرنامج عالدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the Voice of the Cave Welcome back once more to our programs of religion on a Friday. Still with us, Imam Oti Saban. And the importance here, we are feed, well, Imam is um, focusing on our youth. Imam, and obviously, we've uh, looked at, <laughs> I know it's very difficult for parents nowadays, but the things children have to face, like at, at the universities and as they venture into life. Um, but it's always important. I, I want to talk about the roles that our wives play. I worked for many years for very long hours and I need to say it my wife was at home but my kids <laughs> they you know, tread the, the, the narrow path you know with the Jamil that we need to start looking at the title <laughs> for our wives better than just the wife yes sometimes uh, <laughs> when people walk into my office and they are, and I ask them what do you do and they'll say I'm a home executive mm -hmm. you know uh, or the person will say, well, I'm, uh, I'm the manager of my kitchen and things like that. But um, on a very, very serious note, um, you know, the importance and the very importance of, of raising a child is not only to, um, to wash and to clean the child and to feed the child. Um, there are other aspects that goes along with it. 
And I can tell you, and I think here the mothers can learn and take a leave of our mothers of yesteryear. I remembered, um, you know, obviously when you when you pose that question, the immediate thing is you start thinking about the things that your parents did. And I think it's worthwhile sharing uh, with the listeners if there is good in it, alhamdulillah. I I remember something that I've always said, and I, it's good repeating it because there are other people that might not have heard it, you know. Um, like we were five brothers and five sisters. You know, we lived in but, but just, I mean, that, that was average. If you take it back prior to my late uh, parents' time, then the average amount of children was about 13, 14, 15. Family, you know? mm. In today's time, if you have five kids, they tell you you're mad. Mm. You know, we're living in the recession. They don't believe that the Prophet ﷺ says that every child is born into this world with his own rizq. You're right. Rizq doesn't come from the father who works. Rizq comes from Allah. Right? Now, then I was doing homework one night and somebody walked in at half past ten and my mother was busy ironing. And he said, uh, Auntie, I always see you late at night ironing Okay, look, those years we did not have uh, housekeepers. You know, sometimes in today's times we have sometimes uh, two or three. Mm. You know, I hate uh, calling these people servants or maids. I call them housekeepers because we need to treat them. We need to treat our own children. And this was my mother's reply. She had a lot of wisdom, alhamdulillah. And this was her reply, and she said, Yes, when I iron the clothes of my children, especially my boys, then I, as I iron, I read salawat, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. But then I also made dua. I also made dua, Ya Allah, grant that my children must become leaders in the community. Grant them that they must love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what I'm basically, what one can take out of it is, is the dua, from the mother and the father towards the children. Although the children are, are negligent, but maybe A, B, C, mm. but still make dua for them. What is then the opposite? The opposite is as when a parent will say, you don't want to listen. I wish that if you if you walk out of here, a car will be Allah, over. Allah Akbar. Look, uh, you know, somebody came mm. to me the other day and said to me you are reminding me about a statement that the mother made towards a child and it wasn't even five minutes and the child ran outside and the, and the car bumped and went. Oh, wow. so mothers and fathers must be careful of a dua that they make on towards the children my reminder is to myself is, and to each and everyone regarding the question that you pose me is there a particular skill uh, that parents Bench. must have yes the best skill to have is it is is the skill of making dua for your children and you know what i do believe that every child as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in the hadith 
كُلُّ مَوْلُودٍ يُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِتْرَةِ فَأَبُوَاهُ يَهَوِدَانِ أَوْ يُنَصِّرَانِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِ Every child is born towards the natural inclination of the Kadima Shahada of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fa'abawahu, but it is the parent that is going to make the child for what the child is going to be. So my du'as are that, that, we, that we groom our children to become the leaders and the believers in this world, inshallah. First the believers, because when they become believers, they will automatically, through, through the guidance and the wisdom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will become the automatic leaders as well. Alongside that is that parents must continuously make dua, because dua is an act of worship. And that is why when Muslims meet one another, they always remind, do not forget us. In your du'as Amen. And those Amen. things are important Yes And how many times do You know Does the SMS's Goes around <laughs> You know uh, uh, Please keep me In your du'as Ooh. It mustn't just be words It must It must, must come from the heart Amen. It must be something uh, That has Ikhlas Sincerity with it Well I guess Imam Utisaban When Imam Sittin Sit with the phone And the ice Sometimes And then Where's the family And the ice Remember, there's a couple of SMSs and here's one I really want to share with you before I greet you a little later on. But for now, let's pay the bills. Programs of religion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more, and uh, it's almost, Imam, you know, <laughs> I don't know where time goes, but time waits for no man. Yes, eh? Absolutely, it just flies away. But right? that's why Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِيْخُزْ By time, man is lost, by the token of time. Except those who believe, they will know how to make use of the time. Mm. You know, I often sit and ponder, what is it? What is meant by eternity? I can never decipher it. What is eternity? We're so used to knowing this is where things stop, but it's um, as you say. But a lot of there was uh, whenever I speak at weddings, um, I always ask the MC, "How much time do you have for me?" <laughs> and one day uh, the MC said to me. Uh, is five minutes okay? I said, even if you give me two minutes, you know. Yes. I one day delivered a speech in 60 seconds by saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Um, it's now one o'clock. It's the time of Dhur. Can we all go and make salah? <laughs> that was the best speech <laughs> I could have. <laughs> to the point. To the point. You know, I need to, there's a lot of SMSs coming through. I appreciate that there are some obviously, yeah. I don't think fits this, the slot that we are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one I need to share with you. Um, Salam, Imam and Buddha Jamil. I just want to ask the ulama and the community, we are facing so many challenges with our youth and just want the best uh, 
for our youth. Can we all come together and build a halal youth center with maybe a gym, swimming pool, etc., 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 so that they can go to a place where they can make their solar on time and have a bit of sports, inshallah? Comes from a desperate teenage mom. Oh, yes. What a thought. Uh, yes, a beautiful. Uh, I actually watched what she says there. I've actually witnessed that in Malaysia. You know, well, obviously, those type of uh, uh, complexes is sponsored by the government, mm. which if it had to be here, you know, and it will have to come out of the pockets of the community. But that is the route to go as long as we can have those uh, those complexes and uh, then the place of sports and gyms for male separate from female. It's permissible to do that. It's permissible and it's something very good because um, out of that, and I'm very fond of of speaking to the youth, and I think they need guidance. I mean, when my daughter was in matric last year, I used to say to invite all your friends uh, to come over to our home. Let's have tea and coffee and let me talk to them. Mm. You know, I do believe every child is a good child. You know, that uh, the majority, if not 100%, they are all good children. All they need is they need to be guided and they need to be guided with love. Absolutely. You know, um, there was one day when uh, when I drove into the uh, the grounds of Islamia and there was this youngster. He had all four doors of the car open and the music was blaring all over the show. The magic is on one side. But I saw everybody sitting in the car and nobody was saying nothing. I I stopped and I got out of my car and I walked over to him. But I put my hand around his uh, neck. And he quickly, as he saw me walking towards him, he put his hand in into the car and he turned down and switched off the radio. And I said to him, what you just did now is a very good thing. Allah will reward you for it. What you did earlier wasn't a wise thing. Mm. So he says to me, please accept my apologies. I said to him, you know, if you want to listen to the music, you know, the first of all, this is the magic complex. Uh, do it outside the way, and also you close the, you know, your windows so that only you can hear, not for the world to hear. But he apologized profusely, but I did not take advantage of the situation and insult him. No, no. that is why dealing with with human issues requires also a particular skill. And what we need to do is we need to make lots of du'a for our youth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must grant them all to become the believers of tomorrow. Amen, amen. If the youth becomes the believers of tomorrow, they will be our future, inshallah. Imam, on that note, uh, we have to leave it. Shukran once more for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure inshallah. having you. We've just scratched the surface here. I, look for, I, I would look forward to the next time, inshallah. Amin. I say to you, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Program of Religion on a Friday only on the Voice of the Coast